Hey, I'm Janelle. And I'm Amber. Collectively, we are Brown Girl Alchemy. A mother-daughter unit using our personal journey and growth within our blackness, womanhood, and lives in general to motivate, activate, revolutionize, inspire, uplift, and heal. We hope to navigate through the seasons with you as we alchemize authentically into the best versions of ourselves. We are our sister's keepers, and this is Brown Girl Alchemizing. Hey, y'all. Hey, beautiful brown girls. What's up? Hey, Ambie. How you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. It's a rainy night. It's magical, and I'm just ready to manifest. Manifest, manifest, manifest. So this is our seventh episode called Alchemizing the Witch in You. I love that. Why did we decide to make that the topic of episode seven? Oh my God, it just made so much sense. We're just in a space right now where we're walking in our divine purpose and we're in alignment with the universe and we're creating, we're manifesting. And on top of that, it's Mother's Day weekend. Yes. It's about women and empowerment and all the magic that we encompass. So... And tapping into that magic, that Absolutely. inevitable magic that we talked about it in episode six, how we're giving these divine gifts. So using these gifts to alchemize yeah. and harness our inner witch. Let's get started with what's going on in the Lunaverse. The sign of Taurus is actually one of my favorites. And I always connected to the Empress and the Tarot. There's this connection to beauty, being grounded, being practical and getting shit done. With this sign transiting into this new moon, we're being presented with a clean slate to once again plant seeds for a new foundation, remain grounded, and discover new ways to build a sense of security. Mm. Now, I usually only get into the lunar influences as our episodes are aligned with the new and full moons, but this is actually a pretty important transit we have coming on. We got the Uranus going into Taurus on May 15th, which is the same day as the new moon. And we'll be in Taurus for about the next seven to eight years, minus a little retrograde that's going to happen in Aries in the midst of that. But it'll be a catalyst and an energetic shift that we haven't had since 2012. And if you aren't already feeling it, you're going to feel it because Uranus can be a bit disruptive. Mm. To give you guys a little bit of insight on Uranus, it's a planet that you can only see with a telescope. Therefore, you already need a medium in order to even see or connect with it. And just by that knowledge, we can associate him, because it is a masculine planet, with revealing what we may not be able to see at face value, driving us to revolutionary change, enlightenment, innovation, breaking free of thought patterns or habits that are just old and outdated and don't serve us anymore. Um, Individuality and in essence, freedom. Okay. I love all of that. It's Mm -hmm. really strong energy. And there to add on to that, there are some core themes that are present and it's about challenging and transforming our values, including our self value, which That is what we focus on most. Absolutely. Radical innovations of our financial system on a personal and collective level. Who doesn't need more money, girl? A shift from external security props to internal. So we're shifting from, oh my God, do we not need this shift as a collective? We do. 
Okay. We got to get past the external and focus on, on the what's internal. What's going on inside? The breakdown of inauthentic force values and the collective. Is this like this is all necessary? What, yeah, this is all exactly what we need. A radical change in our understanding of beauty. My hopes is that we get past as it, as we said earlier, the outer, the physical, and work on the internal. Um, taking care of the resources on our planet. Major changes in the concept of home and changes in our relationship patterns. All necessary. I'm sure we'll be seeing some um, direct correlations to change in the beauty and fashion industries and even the financial and technology industries as well. I love it. It's all about innovation, finding different innovative ways to make money, Uh to elevate our inner Uh and just using that creative energy to what? Alchemize. And as we're all working on ourselves, what are we doing? Working as a collective. As a collective. And that's the most important part. And also, I just want to throw it out there. Uranus being a planet where it's it's a little bit different when we talk about the sun and the moon because those are just a little bit stronger energies and more evident energies, more natural energy. Uranus, the energy is there, but you have to be able to navigate through it and work with it. Mm-hmm. And if you know what you're dealing with, then it's easier to work with it rather than work against it. Exactly. So a few months from now, a year from now, two years from now, it's going to be happening in the next seven to eight years. Just keep this in mind. Exactly. So the synchronism between this new moon in Taurus and Taurus entering Uranus is quintessential. So let's collectively use this opportunity to create and innovate. Okay. All right. So is mama lighting a candle tonight? Yes. You lighting a candle tonight. Okay. So we're going to light this purple candle. And this candle we're lighting is with the intention of working with this energy to be in alignment with our highest selves to ensure that our third eye is activated and to use these gifts to cast spells in our lives daily. The third eye is where we awaken our intuition and psychic ability. Okay, let me talk a little bit about the third eye. Okay. I think most people know, but yeah, I'm not let's going get into to. It. Exactly. So it's also known as the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. It's also known as, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Ajna. Ajna in Ajna. Sanskrit. It's, thank you, Am. I love it. It is actually located in the middle of our forehead. It's associated with the sixth chakra. And it's considered to be the most powerful and highest source of ethereal energy available to humans, capable of seeing beyond space and time. And it connects to our cosmic insight. And to quote Jay-Z, I seen the Eiffel, I seen an Eiffel. Say that. Okay. So a few ways to activate your third eye would be spend time in sunlight. We love that. Of course. Sleep in complete darkness. You know what, Am? I used to be afraid of the dark. Did I tell you that? No, but I used to be too. But you know, I realize now why I was afraid of the darkness. Because you were afraid of spirits coming to you. You need to be in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And the last and number one way to activate would be, of course, meditation. Yeah. That's like number one. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Exactly. So we're going to light this purple candle. 
And if you're into crystal healing, you can recite this affirmation while meditating with an amethyst on your third eye. We love the amethyst. Yes. Um, if you're into aromatherapy, recite this affirmation with rose or rosemary oil and let allow that to just saturate the air. So you ready for this affirmation? I'm ready. Okay. I am magic. I create magic as a divine element of the universe. I realize and optimize my alchemy. I speak, and so it is. Ashe, come on with the snaps. Girl, I think I need to do that again, because okay. just, I just heard some lightning. All right. I am magic. I create magic. As a divine element of the universe, I realize and I optimize my alchemy. I speak, and so it is. And so it is. Yes. So, we are on our seventh episode, which is a pretty special number. It's my life path number, mm. but it's also referred to as God's number. And if you practice Christianity, you can take a look at the significance of the number seven in the Bible. The number seven is connected to divinity and spiritual awakening, inner wisdom, enlightenment, growth, deep-rooted intuition, psychic abilities, and manifestation. So let's start off by chatting a little bit about what makes us a witch. How are we witches? How do we identify as being a witch? Well, I was told many moons ago that not only was I a witch in several of my past lives, but that I was a witch in my current life. And at the time, it sounded great, but it didn't resonate with me because I was very young. I was probably um, in my early 20s when I first started getting readings. And I definitely hadn't walked the walk that I'm in right now. I wasn't on this path. So um, for me, this is amazing because I have finally reached that state of awareness. And I call myself a witch because I am a spellcaster. I'm aligned with the universal energies of air, water, and fire elements to create rituals and perform magic for the highest good of myself, my family, and the universal consciousness. What about you, Anne? Um, I'm a witch because I'm a reflection of spiritual manifestations in this earthly realm. My connection to Mother Earth, her gifts, and energies paired with my divine gifts and higher self, amalgamate to manipulate energy through ritualistic living. I think it's also important to point out that um, this is something that's embedded in our DNA. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I mean, it's not an unfortunate thing. I look at it as an unfortunate thing because it would be so much easier if we had a grandmother or a great grandmother mm -hmm. to pass on these things to us, but we kind of just had to relearn. I don't right. know at what point um, in our ancestral line they just stopped practicing, but like your great, your grandfather's grandfather was a witch doctor. He was a healer. Yeah, he was a healer, and he was very, very powerful. And that power manifested, manifested into financial wealth, financial gains. And um, he was known in his community, not just among black folk, but white people also. And um, I used to ask my grandfather 
to tell me stories. Some of these stories I'm not willing to share. Mm -hmm. But um, just the knowledge Mm -hmm. of that type of power helped me step into my power because I'm like, wow. It's there. This is real shit. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that he did tell me, he was like, damn, he used to use those those cards right <laughs> and i'm like ooh, tarot cards and he's like yeah tarot cards but i wonder i mean i don't, I don't think they, they were tarot, tarot cards, cards. They, were they were probably playing just cards playing playing cards right. and he used it um as a divination tool so in order to cast spells there mm-hmm. are a few things a few elements that have to be in alignment and one of those things is we talked about it Activating our third eye, that pineal gland, that that chakra that awakens our intuition and psychic abilities. So there's definitely this misconception of intuition and the inner voice and third eye activation is only for women. Um, That's absolutely a false narrative. Everyone has this ability, this psychic ability. Everyone has this inner voice, this connection to source. Um, I believe that this misconception arose because women are intuitive by nature. By nature, yeah. That doesn't mean that when that men don't have the ability. It just means that for women it comes more naturally. So what so men would have to do a little bit more work, but it's available to you. It's available to us all. Um the interesting thing with us is we have this psychic energy between the two of us. And that made me think a little bit about um, the psychic energy between mother Mother and daughter. daughter. Yeah, it's like a really powerful connection. It is. So intuition, the inner voice, the third eye activation, the psychic energy that we're talking about, all of these are necessary tools when it comes to magic, casting spells, incantations. So let's get into this. Okay, so the power of words. In Yoruba, it's called ofoashe, meaning the power of words or using your words to petition what you want, what you wish, what you're seeking, or what you want to manifest. And when you think about it, spells are basically prayers. You pray to God because you have complete faith and belief that it is he or she or whatever you identify it as has the power to make your prayers or wishes happen. And to add on to that, when you pray, when you're reciting these words, you're reciting these words with, as you said, this belief, this firm belief that you're connecting with source and that this will create a miracle, which is what? Magic. Period. So with that being said, brown girl, being created in that same image with those divine gifts that we talked about in the last episode, you have that exact same power, aka keep that same energy. Hello? You are embedded with divine tools and gifts to activate your inner magician. So if a Christian point of view resonates better with you, then Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Period. I love that. I do too. I love the Bible is magic itself. And people take it literally. literally. And they don't, they're not able to receive all of these tools and jewels that are in it. 
Because they're too busy yes. taking it yes. word for word, word exactly. for word. And you're completely missing the the factors and the lessons in those parables Ex- and the magic in those worlds. Exactly. Those words. Even in the creation story, they say, God said, let there be light. And what happened? Light happened. He manifested. Period. Hello? He, God is the ultimate alchemist. Yeah. Ultimate alchemist and master manifester. That's it. And that's all embedded in us. So with genuine intention, you are making a request with your words and your thoughts. Major key alert. You cannot cast a spell without your thoughts being in alignment with those words. Your consciousness is the power. It's the generator. It's the activator. And be aware that your thoughts have the power to travel faster than what you're writing or what you're saying out loud. And with that, to add on to that rather, um, let's just be specific, okay? Not just your thoughts, your subconscious mind. Because when you speak and you think, those words that come out of your mouth and those thoughts that are in your conscious mind may not actually be in your subconscious mind. And that's why meditation is important because your subconscious mind has to be in alignment with with what you actually want to manifest. So don't try to convince yourself of something. You have to know without a doubt. And that is what the magic is. And your higher self already knows what you believe or what you want. So you can't really fool your higher self. No, you can't. Ipan Ori, whatever you decide to call it. It will tell you, we don't believe you. You You need need more people. people. (laughs) (laughs) See, there goes that psychic mother-daughter thing. If y'all listen to episodes one through six, well, even one through seven, it happens all, all the time. The time. <laughs> Get out of my head. Get out of mine. <laughs> Let's chat about some of the most powerful but practical ways we can cast spells. Yes. And with that said, and we're not going to get deep into this. This is, gen- I don't want to say generic because there's no way, shape, or form generic. We are definitely giving you the major tools, but... Um, we're not going to dive deep. No, and I think also like with these tools being provided, it's now up to you to do your research. Right. We can't just be showing y'all and no. giving y'all the tools and no. how we manifest and magic and all of that. No, and also you have to, this. There's there's work that has to be done, like we said. You have to connect to your higher self. You have to connect to your subconscious mind. And we can't tell you or show you how to do that. We can just tell you that this is what you need to do. Right. And also what works for us and what we do and just rituals in general and magic in general is sacred. Right. And it should be treated as such. Absolutely. So if this is something that you're interested in or if you're already on that journey, then, you know, you could dive deeper on your own and use your personal intuition to guide you to what you see fit exactly so let's talk about the practical ways to cast spells all right okay well let's start with i feel like it makes most sense to start with affirmations oh my god absolutely we include affirmations into our episode every Mm -hmm. two weeks Mm -hmm. so what do you view as an affirmation um Okay, so how I would define define affirmation mm-hmm. would be hmm, a sequence of words used to create a state of awareness of manifestations in the now. Exactly. 
to affirm something is to literally declare it. And it's a declaration of truth. Right. It's not a wish. It's not a hope. It's a no. It's a knowing. You know. I have it. I claim it. It is mine. I create. So that's a perfect way to start informations with what you already have, what you already know. Right. When you start an affirmation saying that you wish, that's already stating, that's already putting into the universe a sense of lack. Exactly. Lack or doubt. And when you're affirming something, you're claiming it right it's already yours right and that's why you know you hear the term speak it into existence exactly so don't speak it as in oh i want a new car i have this new car by blah 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 it depends if you want to get specific or whatever that's totally up to you but just be mindful that when you create these affirmations you use powerful words like i have i create i manifest i love i do right action words exactly and um, I think it's important that manifest, um, sorry, that affirmations are repetitive because when you repeat things, you embed them yeah. in your subconscious mind. So when you first say this affirmation, like these affirmations that I give every episode, you might not really believe it. It might not be your truth, but you continue to repeat these things and they resonate with you mm-hmm. and they become your truth. And it becomes believable to your subconscious mind. And now your ma- your manifestation, um, your affirmation will become a manifestation. Ashe. And I think, I mean, just me personally speaking, habits or just repetitiveness in general is a little bit difficult. So I know that there's different ways that you can recite your affirmations, whether you have it as your screensaver on your phone. So when you look at your phone, you're reading it. That's what you're looking at. That's what you're affirming. If you're writing it down, that's cool too. I know people that post stick it no- like stick it notes mm-hmm. and write their affirmations on their mirror or they keep it aside their bed. And then there's mala beads too, mm-hmm. which I believe it's just a beaded necklace mm-hmm. where with 108, um, 108 beads and basically... Every time you touch a single bead, you recite your affirmation. So with those mala beads, you're reciting 108 affirmations. Well, an affirmation 108 times. Right. I love that. I think uh, another point I want to bring up is I think when people think about magic and casting spells, it doesn't necessarily mean you're um, casting a spell to get a house or a home or manifest something material. Magic is definitely also about alchemizing yourself, changing yourself, gaining the confidence that you lack, um, qualities that you desire that you don't currently possess, manifesting those things. Because once you become the person that you were designed to be, then everything else falls in line because now you're on the journey to discovering your divine purpose. You have those qualities that we talked about in episode six. You're in alignment with not only yourself, but with the universe. With the universe. Another, um, I guess, way that we cast spells just through rituals, just through the ritual of this specific podcast is candle magic this is probably my favorite and i think this is probably the one 
I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like this is probably the one that resonates the most with you because I've been doing candle magic since you were young. Yeah. And sometimes you probably didn't even realize I was I was casting spells. You just thought a candle was lit. But um, we love candic, candle magic. And I think what people don't realize is like, okay, the candle is not magic. The mm-hmm. flame is not necessarily magic. But th- the fire element is a magical element. And it allows you to be in this space of meditation that allows you to connect with your subconscious mind. And it brings this power and strength in the words and the spell. Which you can actually merge affirmations and candle magic together. So just a little bit about candle magic too is we always talk about the color because different colors have different properties. Mm -hmm. Purple being in tune with your intuition, your third eye. That's what we're burning. Uh, Purple. A red candle would be about fire, that passion. passion. A yellow candle is connected to beauty, the sacral chakra. So all of these things, I would also recommend looking at the chakras and looking at the colors. Mm. What's interesting is that we always associate the color red with the heart chakra, but it's actually red is the color of the root chakra and green is the color of the heart chakra so just little things like that be mindful of the colors and you'll be able to also set an intention when you do candle magic with that being said you can merge that candle magic with your affirmations and then transfer that over to bath magic bath magic is also i feel like candle magic and bath magic are the two that i grew up watching you do unintentionally in the beginning and then i watched you grow into intention yes so the bath was always a ritual for me every single night i would run a bath with my oils and my salts and it would help me just release the energies from that current day and get ready to have prepare for a good night's sleep So that I can have some great dreams and then the next morning start all over again. And this was every single night. And then it grew into, you know, we added our herbs and different fruits and flowers. Flowers. I love flowers. And also like crystals and candles. Oh, my God. Yeah. We take baths with our crystals. Yeah. And we also our favorite spice is cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yes. Cinnamon and honey, lavender. Yes. Uh, Himalayan, pink Himalayan sea salt. Yes. All of those things. So salts, oils, herbs, fruits, once again, like colors, mm-hmm. have these amazing properties. You have to keep in mind, these are things that were, that Mother Earth gave to us. Absolutely. These are things that we were... That we are supposed to live off of, right. supposed to nourish ourselves in, right. and also give back to in honor and respect and worship. And just think about the ma- the magical powers of water. And for me, and you too, because yeah. your your moon sign is Scorpio is and my sun sign is Scorpio. There's this connectiveness with the water. Like I actually need this, and you know that. Mm-hmm. So not just the actual bath, but the water. And when we go away, I always have to spend time at the ocean. There is this element of 
energy that comes from that water, if you just sit there and whether you pray, whether you say affirmations, um, give gratitude, whatever, there's just something really magical about that. Water is a definitely an element that's connected to our emotions. Even when you're looking at tarot cards, the, the cups, mm. the suit of cups, that's all about our emotions. Absolutely. And then think about um, what water means to us in terms of just survival. Right. Our bodies are made of what, like 97% water, of water? Yeah. Yeah. So just think about, connect the pieces. It's literally us. We need water in order to survive. Exactly. So we talked about, and this might sound strange to people, but um, when we buy new crystals, which is often we are like obsessed with crystals. Um, always have been. Yes, always. I've always had crystals around. And I'm trying to think. I don't even know where I was getting them from during that time. But anyway, um, for me, I like to connect with my crystals by putting them in the bathtub with me. Yes. And I know you do the same thing. I do. I love sleeping with my... Mm-hmm. Well, for starters, when I get a crystal and I go crystal shopping, actually, guys, I wrote like a crystal one-on-one guide on browngirlalchemy.com. You sure did. I think it's in the soul food section. So it if is. you go to soul food, you can get my whole crystal one-on-one. I talk about how to choose a crystal, how to program a crystal, mm-hmm. all everything that you need to know about crystal healing. Right. But crystal magic is amazing because... One thing that we tend to forget or kind of throws people off, I feel really insulted when people call crystal like, oh, they're just rocks. Rocks. It's just a rock. Yeah, your dad like, calls oh, you're them cool rocks. with the rock. No, it's not a rock. We have to remember that crystal energy is apparent because it's direct connection to the earth. Mm. Each crystal varies in properties, but any crystal has the power to be programmed. Talk that talk, and when I say yeah. program, that means holding, connecting with your crystal, telling it exactly what purpose you need for it to serve. Exactly. Like specific purpose, specific because purpose. As you'll learn, if you go on Amber's article that mm-hmm. was so well written, um, every crystal has meaning and purposes specific meaning and purposes so you'll buy an amethyst for a a certain purpose you'll buy a rose quart which is my favorite because it represents love for a certain purpose so that's already its purpose but then when you program it you're giving its its specific purpose exactly you're activating it with intention aka once again like magic affirmation is it tying together are y'all getting me they're getting us girl okay Oh, fun fact, Am. What? At any given moment, there Amber and I are probably carrying about four or five crystals in our bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I carry, I mean, just like you, I carry the rose quartz in my bra sometimes, mm-hmm. but I also love to keep a, um, a citrine in my wallet. I keep citrine too. And I keep, I love citrine. I love um, like amber, yellowish stones. Mm-hmm. Like, all connected to the sacral chakra. But I love right. sleeping with my crystals. Yeah. Um. Look, when you get a crystal, look up what its properties are mm-hmm. and what it does. Because I say I sleep with my crystals, but there's certain crystals that will be completely disruptive. Yes. Like, you'll have horrible dreams. Yes. Or you just literally might not be able to sleep. It'll yes. keep you up. So before you actually work with your crystal, see how... 
it is able to work with you. Right. And there's different ways you can charge it. Like I said, go to the article. You could use incense, salt water. Be mindful that, um, once again, water being an element to purify and to cleanse. Mm -hmm. But certain crystals are malleable. Like, they can't, they'll (laughs) literally melt away. Right. And, of course, I love to wear my crystals through my jewelry. If you know me, you know that I am draped up, dripped down, and stacked the fuck up in my jewels. Mm -hmm. And her grandmother, my mom, likes to take credit for Amber's love of jewelry because somehow she always forgets my role Mm -hmm. (laughs) in anything. So, but Amber, as you know, I don't think I was really wearing, I wore gold when I was before you were born. I wore mm-hmm. gold probably when I was in my teens because gold was the end thing. But when I was raising you, I was really heavy into silver and I had arms full bangles. of bangles yep. and um, necklaces with stones and crystals and stuff. So you definitely, and my mother loves jewelry too. Yeah, but, I, um, it came. It definitely came from both. Yes. But I think she'd be forgetting that. <laughs> yeah, she, well, she forgets everything concerning me, but <laughs> that's another story. Wearing our jewelry. So jewelry is also just like crystals. It metals. They and carry it stores energy. energy. Yeah. So be intentional with the jewelry that you're wearing. If you want to wear a citrine, like right now I'm I've been keeping pyrite on me. I love pyrite because it's Oshun stone. That's her stone. And I always keep amber on me too because that's her stone, but it's also, of course, my name. Mm-hmm. I feel like more, even more magical and powerful when I'm wearing amber. Mm-hmm. Um, if I feel like I need to be super productive, I'll wear citrine. Or if I really want to tap into my intuition, I'll wear labradorite. If I feel mm. like I need some clarity, I'll keep uh, clear quartz with me. I love it. So be intentional with the jewelry Absolutely. that you wear. And right now, as I said, I have my rose quartz in my bra, my citrine in my bra, and I have sodalite, which is my connection to um, my intuition and my angels. And it's this beautiful blue color, Mm -hmm. and it's actually the crystal is actually in the shape of an angel, and I absolutely love love it, and I keep it in my bra. And then, if anyone sees my videos, I always, I have an arm full of crystal bracelets, and they represent, like, every... um, Right now, you're wearing... My citrine. I took the other ones off, because my arm, my hand was hurting or something. But um, I have probably every gemstone representing all of the chakras, once again, how color comes into play in alignment with the chakras yes. and the crystal colors. Yes. Literally, it all ties in together. It does. Red jasper, it's a grounding. It's connected to the root chakra. Exactly. The root chakra is red. Pay attention to all of these crazy... Syn- it's not crazy, but it might be crazy to you if you're just hearing about this right. for the first time or just connecting the dots, but that's what makes that's what makes it magical. Right. And do you see... Why we call ourselves Amber and I, when I say we, why we call ourselves witches, we do, this is our life. We live in magic. We are magic. Like everything that we represent, this is just our authentic selves. Period. Written spells. Ooh. Written spells are amazing. And I use them every single day, especially at work. 
<laughs> You're laughing because you know. Yeah. I have written spells. Hopefully no one, I hope I don't ever lose my job because they might call the cops on me. <laughs> I have legit spells all over my desk mm-hmm. and inside my drawers because I'll be sitting down and, and thinking about something that I want to manifest or some energy that I might want to manipulate and I'll do a written spell. Period. Period. So when you do your written spells, do you revisit it or do it? It's like after you write the spells that that's it for me, that's it until I see it again. Mm-hmm. And then I might revisit it because you're but already putting that in. Yeah. Out there. Once I do a spell, it is. Yeah. I feel I do the exact same. I'm yeah. just wondering how you do it. Cause when I write spells, I just, yeah. that's it. I shave. And so it. it is. And I put that energy out there. And, and, and that's the same yeah. thing with people who don't necessarily want to align themselves with witches or magic. If you're manifesting, if you're manifesting, if you believe in the law of attraction, the whole point is you put this desire out into the universe and you know that it will come to you and you release it. Yeah. That's how it that's how it actually manifests itself because if you're cons- constantly thinking about it and longing for it, that's a resistance because that's you telling the universe you're lacking something. Right. So like, the oh, magic really is the same it. thing. The I mean, we say this all the time, stepping into your power, owning your power. Mm-hmm. There's a confidence and a sense of knowing that right. comes with that. Absolutely. And that's when we talk about um, casting spells. That's what it's all about. Right. Knowing that we have the power to create whatever it is that we want. But we also have to take into account free will. Yes. And we have to take into account that there's just certain things that there are certain our things journeys. that are destiny. Yeah, it's just destined. Yeah, it's just destined there are to certain happen. lessons that you signed up for before in your soul contract. Yes, in your soul contract with your soul family, that you try as you may, you will not avoid these lessons. So there are certain things that are just meant. And uh, although we are the captains of our own ship, and we manifest the life that we desire, there are certain things that is, that are just fate and that are just destiny. Mm-hmm. And with that said, I just want to um, say a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I don't ever do magic spells in terms of love, um, manipulating anyone's will, anyone's free either. will. I do magic spells for my marriage to or enhance... maybe protection yes, against... To, to enhance the love to protect our bond but that's it i'm not gonna say anything against that because people can do there's free will you do what you want you do what's right for you at that point it would be a hex right but i'm just not going i don't want to be with anyone that doesn't want to be with me yeah and i don't want anything that's not meant for me exactly i and that's the other thing like you can do a spell to keep someone or to att- to attract someone, but how are you going to keep that person? Right. That, right. That's you trying to fight with destiny. Right. It's like who's going to win here when right. it was already written. It's or it's literally already written. Right. I love the love spells for people that are single mm-hmm. and they just, just want to attract for yourself and right. your self confidence. Right. Or attract a mate because everyone wants love. Everyone yeah. wants someone special. So I I'm okay with that doing a spell to attract the person that um, you're meant to be with. 
I've never actually did a love spell. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about love spells is like it'll bring you the person that you need or that you asked for, but it might not come in the package that you expected right. or you wanted. Right. So also be mindful of those things. The universe, whatever you're putting out there, it'll give you what you need. But when you're doing these spells, be specific in yeah. exactly what you want. What's that if, saying? Be careful what you ask for. Be careful, be what, careful you what you, what you wish for. Yeah. So if you want to be just specific, might get it. <laughs> if you want to be specific on uh, he's going to be tall, dark and handsome. OK, right. You might get that. But then he might be dumb as a rock. Right. And he might not love you. Right. So I mean, I didn't mean to say rock, but like dumb as hell. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to be spe- We were talking to someone. I don't want to say the person's name, but they were talking about how they manifested, manifested yeah. the exact person that they wanted however when they put these intentions out for this person they didn't put thought into how they wanted the person to feel about them them. Mm -hmm. so this person came into their life with the physical attributes with the financial Financial. stability that they wanted driving the car that they said they wanted to drive but this person could not care less about them it was just like they went on dates and that's what she saw. That's what she manifested. She wanted to be with this person and she wanted to go out on dates, but that's as far as it went. She should have taken it a little bit far, further with her intentions in terms of manifesting a loving, mutually agreeable relationship where there's respect and communication and all mm-hmm. the things that we desire in a partner. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going on and on and on about this love thing because for me, I feel like I could actually label myself the love witch amber you know this about me like my best friends have always called me like the love fairy i'm just like i believe part of my purpose is really just to spread love to people anyone that's ever been in a relationship with me will probably always love me forever because that's what i resonate i resonate love when i'm with someone whether it's a family member a friend or a relationship a romantic relationship i give 200% and my heart is just full and filled and that's how I resonate I resonate with that rose quartz energy yeah so enough about the love spells and the love thing like what else do we want to talk about because this has been a magical episode so let's just leave it there okay one thing I do want to say is when you are casting spells or you're working with magic, whatever magic that you're manipulating, whatever energies you're working with, be sure to cleanse and purify your space. If you don't know how to do that, go on YouTube, Google, but for starters, incense, sage, Palo Santo, Florida water, even certain crystals that you can use, certain wands that you can use, make sure that you cleanse that space. Right, and this is with the assumption that you are on the same page as us and you're dealing with light magic because I can't speak for everyone, but for me, that's the only thing that I do. Let's close it out with a quote reflection. So, the human race is a very, very magical race. We have a magic power of witches and wizards. We're here on this earth to unravel the mystery of this planet. The planet is asking for it. And that was by Yoko Ono. Love her. Love her too. Thank you so much for listening with us, alchemizing with us. Casting spells. Yes. Manifesting with us. 
and growing with us. Absolutely. See y'all. See ya. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you were able to connect with us through some of the things that we've shared. The olive branch has definitely been extended and we'd love to continue the dialogue. So please engage with us and share your feedback, suggestions, likes, tell your sister, give us some positive energy. You can use the hashtag BGA podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Brown Girl Alchemy, at Amber the Alchemist and at Nelly Mommy Alchemist. Until next time, brown girls, we see you.